In today's episode, we're going to talk about our desire for security, what our plan in society says for security versus God's plan for security. So stay tuned. So here's the million dollar question. How are people like us who don't settle for the status quo, who value freedom and a life without limits? How do we create extraordinary results in the key areas of life, yet skip the fear, stress, and anxiety that produces regret? This is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. I'm your host, Tom Herman, and welcome to the Attractively Different Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Attractively Different Podcast. This is Tom Herman, and I hope you're doing well. And most importantly, and I say this a lot, but I hope that you are pursuing your God-given assignment. I hope you're intentionally creating whatever it is God has put on your heart to create. I hope you're pursuing the desires that he has placed inside of you. Because one thing that I know to be true is that a desire that you have inside of you is something that you contain. It's, and I fully believe that it's an expression. It's, it's a way that God wants to express himself through you into the world. And he wants to use that desire to like show a part of who he is. So my hope is that those desires that he's put in you, that you are developing them, that you're growing them, that you're you're using them to full capacity to bring forth that expression that he wants to use you to bring into the world, to bring value into the world, and that we're not pushing those aside. So whenever you're listening to this, the morning, afternoon, evening, I hope you're having a great day. I hope your week is going well. And today I want to talk about security. And I want to talk about God's way of security. And when I say security, like financial security, right? Like creating uh, like inheritance for your family, creating this level of security where where we are safe and we are provided for versus God's plan for that versus society and the world's plan for that. And I want to show you an example of how this shows up in Genesis and um, just the differences and how one sense of security actually leads to a form of slavery, if not um, complete bondage, and the other one actually leads to freedom. And one that leads to slavery is that false sense of security. So I want to want to jump into that today, and I want to just go and just speak to you from the idea that we all desire to be secure. We all desire to be safe, because one thing that the brain is always trying to do is trying to keep you alive, right? So the brain is seeking security. The brain is seeking safety, and the problem is that we have this programming that actually leads us to this false sense of security and will create an ultimate failure if we're not careful. Because when we're, when we're just seeking, when we're living in this survivalist mindset, right? Like the enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy because of the fall, we, we live in this system where we are, we're forced to survive, where we feel like we have to survive. Right. And, and God gave us a better way. Like through Jesus, there is a Sabbath rest and he's provided us. He has set us apart to do a perfect and purposeful work for his kingdom. But if we, if we don't step into that, we're not going to see it. We're not going to activate it because um, I believe it's in 1 Corinthians. It says we are fellow workers. We're co-workers with God. And I'm going to show you a principle today that is um, that points to this, that he will do his part. He will provide the security. He will provide the safety that he longs for us, that, that we desire. 
but it won't cost us our freedom. Where if we go by the earth system, it's going to cost us our freedom. And one requires us to, to work with him, right? If we don't do our part, he's not, he's not going to do his. And I think there's a, a false sense in Christian circles or in the Western world that, that we're almost kind of waiting for God to show up, right? Like, like we're waiting on him, that he's going to do it. We don't necessarily have to do our part. We just need to, we say the right prayer. If we do the right thing, that, that God is just going to provide, almost like a genie, right? And yet it doesn't work that way. Like we need to do our part. Like we are co-laboring with him and he is going to provide, you know, just like the farmer plants seeds in the ground. Like God sends the rain. He sends the sun. He, he helps those. He makes those grow so that the farmer can then do a harvest. But if the farmer doesn't put seed in the ground, he's not going to get a harvest. Doesn't matter if the rain or the sun comes, like there's, there's no harvest, right? If he puts seed in the ground, but never goes to do the work, the labor to harvest it, it's going to go bad in the field. Like there's this, there's this push and pull, maybe not even push and pull. It's just a co-laboring, right? We're, we're co-workers with God. And in order for you to fulfill and succeed in your assignment, you have to step into this role. You have to co-labor with him. And there is provision and there is security there, but it looks very different than the provision and the security that we find in the world or in society and the programming that we're very familiar with that feels safe and secure. And so I want to bring up two passages to you that, that use the actual same phrase, the fat of the land, and both of these are in Genesis, but they actually have two different words for fat and there's a there's a meaning here that speaks to the security and the the plan that God has for us and how we co-labor with him. So the first one that I want to point out is in Genesis 45. It's where Joseph brought his family down to Egypt and Pharaoh is telling Joseph, Pharaoh says to Joseph, "Tell your brothers, do this. Load your animals and return to the land of Canaan. Bring your father and your families back to me. I will give you the best of the land of Egypt and you can enjoy the fat of the land. Now, the fat of the land, the word fat there comes, it's a Hebrew word, halev, which uh, means fat, but it's also linked to the word halav, which means milk. So keep that in mind. Halev is used here in Genesis 45, where Pharaoh is saying, you can have the fat of the land. And it's, it's, very, it's very closely relinked to the word milk. When you look at Genesis 27, Jacob is receiving a blessing from his father, Isaac. And Isaac says, may God give you the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. So there we see the, the word fatness, right? The word fat of the earth, fat of the land. And the word for fat here is the Hebrew word shaman, which is the word for oil. So Pharaoh, or in Genesis 45, the word halav, which is linked, like I said, it means fat, but it's, it's also tied to like fat from milk, halav, which means is the Hebrew word for milk. So we have fat, we have fat, which is connected to milk. And then in 27, we have fatness of the land, which is connected to the word oil. So let's break this down. What is, 
What does this mean? Why is it a big deal? And what does this tell us about God's desire for us? Right? Well, when you look at, let's start with shaman. It's, it's a word for oil. And oil is a symbol of wealth. Yet, just by itself, it, it, it's not really useful, right? Like, you need to ignite it or, or something to use it, right? Just by itself, it's not very useful. So, so there's this, this co-laboring process. And there's this idea, the fatness of the land, the oil, where, where God is saying, like, I will give you everything. You just have to do your part. Like there's there's a blessing for everything. You you just need to do your part. When we look at halev, the word for fat, which is linked to milk, like the difference between milk and oil is that milk, you don't have to do anything, right? Like this is something that we feed to infants. Like this is already there for you. And so it's it's a choice part, but the thing is that when you're when you're giving everything to someone and they don't have to do anything for it, it's one of the easiest ways to enslave them. Right? You you see this in Genesis 45, where they come down, they're enjoying the fats of the land, everything is given to them. And then sure enough, Exodus, we find them, they're enslaved, right? They're they're not working for it. And so there's this idea that when when we seek security, when we seek for someone to provide for all of our needs, and we don't have to do it when there's not a labor part of it, we we trade our freedom for security. And when you think about when you look at either governments or even just where the the government of the United States is going, right? Like if if their desire is to provide everything for you, you know pay for college, pay for healthcare, all these different things, like they're in control and it will lead to slavery. It feels secure, right? It feels like they're providing everything. It feels secure. And yet it will lead to slavery. You will lose your freedom. You will lose control versus the symbol, the shaman, the for oil, the word for oil like there is a blessing there. Like you will receive everything and you get to keep your freedom. Like it's, it's fascinating in, in Jewish wisdom, the number eight always speaks to a, a God people joint venture partnership. So it's not surprising that when you look at the Hebrew word for the number eight is Shamona, which is almost identical to Shaman, which is oil. And I may not be pronouncing these correctly. Um, I'm not a Hebrew scholar. I just, I study it because I think there's so much context. There's so much richness in the Hebrew language that we miss in the English translation. And there are, there are gold nuggets, if you will, that tell us about God's original intent, God's original design. So the word eight, Shamana, Shamone, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, is almost identical to shaman, which is oil, which, which is a symbol to like financial deliverance. Yet God will help us out if we do our part also, which is living on the fat of the land. 
And to go more in depth on this, the, the Hebrew word for it, like we said, shamanai, like it literally means to make fat. And the, the, the word or the, the number eight in Hebrew is a symbol of new beginnings. Like it means to be satiated. Like the word, the number seven is completeness. So eight is like to be satiated, to be full. And so becoming fat is more than enough. So there's this symbol, right, of shaman, the word fat of the land, which means, you know, it's tied to the number eight. It's tied to fatness, meaning there's, there's going to be more than enough if you do your part. And we've talked about on previous episodes before, right, that um, in Hebrews, it talks about that through Jesus, there is a Sabbath rest for us. And we've talked about the Sabbath rest being a word picture or just a picture in general. Like the only way the Sabbath was possible is because God provided more than enough. There was a Sabbath year. There's a year of Jubilee where they they couldn't work like the Sabbath day and the week. You couldn't work on that day. And the only reason those were possible is because God provided more than enough. So there's this idea, fat of the land, oil, like more than enough when we do our part, yet we can get so sucked into this idea of security when we're not walking in faith, when we walk by what we see, we go after the halev fat of the land, which is somebody giving us something without the work. And when we give up too much of that, we give up our freedom. When God's desire is to, for us to work together so that you can be abundantly provided for, so there can be more than enough, and for you to have freedom, that you can live off the land. And I've talked about this before where the idea of like creating an inheritance, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, right? And one of the best ways to produce inheritance is to create a business, right? To create some type of system that produces income, produces cash flow infinitely. And when I say infinitely, maybe the better word is indefinitely, right? Like someone can be running that business and it can still be producing cash flow. Yet our current system and having been in the financial services industry for 10 plus years, right? I saw this where we, we set money aside and we want it to grow, but then we start pulling the money out, right? And so many people have the fear of, did I save enough, right? There's this idea that of like, we're losing a sense of security, right? That we, we worked 40, 50 years for, you know, on a salary, set each money aside, you know, whatever it may be. And um, we're still fighting for security, right? And maybe we traded so much of our life, felt like we were enslaved, right? Then there's finally this, this place where we're not working anymore. And the idea of retirement where it's like, are we truly, are we truly free? If we're, if we're afraid that we're not going to be provided for So there's like this idea of Halev, the milk, where an employer may, may give you a salary may may give you these benefits and yet it it still may not provide for you and i'm not 
I'm not getting on our case for for people who have a salary. Like, um, I do think that God's desire for us is to be free and to provide for us. And I think one of the most effective ways to do that is to create a business. And um, but it's not a have to for everybody. Um, but I do think, like I was saying before, I do think that so many people can get trapped in the idea of living off a salary in the sense of this idea, the fat of land of halev, which is kind of like the milk as opposed to the oil where we're co-laboring with God. Because um, with a business, we can position ourselves and we can posture ourselves for God to bless that business where he can bless the work of our hands and have an abundant harvest where with a salary, it's it's a lot more limited, right? Like, um, so thinking about living off the fat of the land in these two words, Halev and Shaman, like, like the business, having a business is more in line with the mentality of Shaman, where it's like, I'm going to work with God and he's going to do his part and he's going to bring in an abundant harvest and I'll live off the fat of the land where the Halev is, I'm just receiving the milk. I'm, re- I'm receiving the fat of the land, which is closer to milk, where it's like, I don't, um, it's not necessarily the same. So like there's still work involved. So once again, I want to be very clear. I'm not belittling people who are on a salary or who are working there. But to me, I think there is a concept here, right? Of And um, there is there is even some indication with some other Hebrew words that I'll make it in on another episode uh, about that, about wealth and the idea of being able to create and generate wealth off of, off of a salary. Like, um, and so once again, I'm just putting these concepts out there. Like I said, I'm not um, not pointing fingers at anyone who who is um, on a salary, but just these these ideas. Like I said, they're fascinating to me, right? These that we miss in the English translation, fat of the land, we see in Genesis 45, and then the fatness of the earth in Genesis 27, and yet they have completely different meanings behind them, which are showing God's intent and God's heart. And um, so I just want to encourage you today that when it comes to God providing for you, like he is your ultimate security. He is your source. Right. And I want you to catch this. And if if you're if you're in a place to write this down, I want you to write this down and think about this. God is our source. Yet so often we trust in our resources, right? Like our resources, our money, our time, yet we're not trusting in the source. And so this is kind of like the idea, like like if we're able to trust in the source, he's able to, to produce the resources, right? Like, like they're, they're multiplying off of the source. But when we trust in the resources, we, we miss it. Like that can run out and it can come to this point of lack. So I want to encourage you. God's desire for you is fatness of the land from a shaman standpoint, from an abundance, more than enough, which includes freedom. It includes the ability to make your own decisions, to live the way you want to live, to be able to pursue your desires and pursue the assignment that he has for you, where the halev, fatness of the land, restricts that. Like it yielding to that security that comes with the, the concept behind halev, which is closely related to the milk, right? Like, like that leads to 
slavery, like less freedom, where you trade your freedom for security, where God wants to give you both. He's the God of both and provision more than enough and freedom and security. Hopefully you found this information valuable. I want you to please rate the show, subscribe, and leave a review. The ratings and review help make the show better as well as help get more exposure to help more people. And remember, everything you do matters. God has a specific assignment for you. Go rule that assignment, serve his people, and be blessed. Hey everyone, it's Tom again, and I wanted to ask you a quick question. On a scale from 1 to 10, how confident are you that you know God's purpose for your life? I mean, there can be a lot of confusion around this topic. So I went ahead and created a life purpose roadmap to help you gain clarity on your purpose. You can download your free PDF, Life Purpose Roadmap, at attractivelydifferent.com backslash purpose. It'll walk you through the seven simple steps to prospering in your purpose. Also, for the next 40 days, I'll be sending you a daily email guide that will help you unlock the full power of the roadmap. These emails are designed to make it that much easier for you to implement the roadmap and succeed in your God-given assignment. It's free. Just go download the Life Purpose Roadmap PDF at attractivelydifferent.com backslash purpose.